0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Cindy Celebrity Corner. I am your host Cindy Gross, and again, thank you for listening to us. Our special episode on politics on the left and right received rave reviews, and I want to thank you again for making us one of the most listened to shows on six twenty and sixteen forty a.m. in the tri-state area. Tonight we have a big show. We have two big names from Hollywood and a fashion designer. So let's get started. I want to welcome you into my corner. Tonight, I want to talk about your diary, your daily plan. Because if it's anything like mine, it's quite interesting, quite frustrating, sometimes happy, and sometimes very angry. What kind of world are we living in today? I wake up and I think, I was planning a holiday about seven weeks ago, and I went to buy quality meat that was on sale for 699 a pound. This week, I am preparing for another holiday. That same exact meat is on sale for 12.99 a pound. I went to buy eggs on sale that were 99 cents a dozen that are a dollar 75 a dozen. I go to the gas station to fill up my car and probably the gas has gone up almost a gallon a dollar, maybe a little less, maybe a little more, depending on where. I'm thinking about it. Everything is going up. Takeout food fifty cents, seventy five cents, two dollars. Clothing. Things I used to buy on sale for nine ninety nine are fifteen ninety nine. I'm not redoing a house, but I'm reading the news and I'm talking to friends who are remodeling and updating and fixing. And the price of lumber, labor, if they could get good labor, it's crazy. This is our everyday agenda. Price is going up. And of course, then we have school. Are your kids in public school? Are they in private school? Are they going to camp? Are there after school activities? What is open and what isn't? What's in person? What's viral? That schedule alone, if you have three or four kids, can make you nuts. Forget about your own Forget about a parent or a spouse. Forget about a community activity. Here it is. It's coming up to another holiday. Are you going to attend synagogue or not? And it's the same for church. And, of course, we have June weddings. Are you going to attend indoor outings or are you going to go to celebrations that are just outside? You put on the news. There's war in Israel. There's fighting in the streets all over the place. India has COVID record numbers. And then, of course, we can't figure out our relationship with Russia, with China, with Iran. And that's if you even know what's going on around the world. And then, of course, the headlines the past couple of days. Hollywood is going against itself. The Golden Globes will not be airing on NBC and actors and actresses are giving back awards that their peers, that their critics gave them for entertainment achievement. It doesn't make any sense. Why can't we just have a simple day? Why can't we have some... C- continuity, yes, continuity of a routine. We should be thrilled right now. We've lived through a year and a half of, of something that we never thought we would ever experience. And despite that, many of us have lost a loved one, a neighbor, a friend, an acquaintance. We are alive and we should be thankful, and we should be celebrating, we should be working together, and we should be striving to be better than ever. Unemployment rates really show that we're now at near recovery. And what's going on in our schools with education, about what year to teach America was discovered, who was involved in helping shape our country, and who wasn't. This this is like, for lack of a better word, insane. I want my book club back. I want wine and cheese gatherings and girls' night out and pajama parties, and I want everybody else to feel the same way. I want to go to a movie theater and actually enjoy a movie and not have to think about whether or not that actor or actress agrees with me or that they were cast because of Black Lives Matter. I want the best actor for that role. And then, of course, there's live theater. I can't wait for Broadway to open. I'm not even thinking of COVID at this point. I'm thinking if I'm not going to get shot in Times Square at 11 o'clock in the afternoon. It's very, very scary. So I want you to all take out that diary. I want you to plan a week. Does your week call for any of this? Or is it calling for getting together with a girl's lunch? Or finishing up a project at work? Carpools? Planning meals? Budgeting your food for the week? exercise classes, and just maybe some personal time for yourself. Think about that, because this is Cindy's Celebrity Corner. We don't cancel culture. We encourage it, and we want to entertain you. We have a big show tonight, so stay tuned, and after the commercial, we will have our first guest
1: selling a home can be expensive and stressful re-max IQ has created a smarter home selling experience our successful real estate agents in New York will sell your home for as little as 2 percent commission and get you top dollar stress-free and fast just ask Joseph M from Brooklyn Remax IQ made it easy no for sale sign I had offers in days I saved $10,000 in commission and I was in contract fast if you're thinking of selling Remax IQ has created a smarter home selling experience. Our successful real estate agents in New York will sell your home for as little as 2% commission and get you top dollar, stress free, and fast. To learn more, call 800 800 1372. That's 800 800 1372. We're not a discount broker. We're Remax IQ. Speak with a top agent today. 800 800 1372. That's 800 800 1372. Or visit remaxiq.com. Conditions Visit
0: Welcome back to Cindy Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. Our first guest is no stranger to anybody who watches movies, watches television shows, listens to t- uh, radio interviews. He has been a familiar face to many of us, and he's busier than ever. I'm so honored to have actor Kevin Sorbo with us and... I think I have the first interview after the big honoring uh, this past weekend.
2: This is true. You do. I I was part of the Lee Greenwood uh, Patriot Honor Award. I was uh, awarded an honor along with my wife, Sam. Uh, We are one of a group of four people. And the other person being honored uh, of those four was uh, President uh, Donald Trump himself. So it was quite an honor to be uh, part of that event.
0: At mar lago we might add.
2: you are at mar lago yes.
0: And you have some beautiful pictures you sent to me yesterday with your children with the president, looking great and happy. And it's no secret that you have supported the president and you are a Republican and conservative. And what kind of feeling did you get from uh, the people around you and what's going on in regards to 2022 and 2024?
2: Well, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we see him throw his hat in the ring. I, I mean, he's still very upset the way things went. And I think a lot of people are. I think the voter fraud was, uh, I think voter fraud's been, been around forever. It was just more than obvious and blatant this time. And I, I just read recently in Arizona, I think as of yesterday, weren't there 400,000 ballots they found that were counted that were all for Biden that weren't uh, of, of the legal type material. So it's incredible to me that we have to fight this battle. That This country's turned into a place where, Anybody can do anything and get away with it. And that's just not the way America was set up. So we got we to fight in our hand. We cannot have election systems be the same way they are in North Korea or Russia from the 1950s or Venezuela or any, or Cuba, for that matter. Nobody's taking. I live in Florida and I keep telling Nobody's taking votes from Key West to Cuba. Have you noticed that? If it is so great to live in a socialist communist society, then why aren't people rushing down to get in these other countries? There's a reason for that.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. and we're here, actually, because we don't cancel culture. We encourage it. And you are busier than ever. When they say conservatives aren't working, they should just look at what's, what's going on with you. You have a movie in the theaters now, The Girl Who Believes in Miracles. Tell us a little bit about it.
2: I started in that movie along with Mira Sorvino and Peter Coyote. It's about a girl that at her church. She hears the pastor say that if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. And she takes it to heart. And she that's the faith of a child, right? I mean, we kind of lose it as we get older because we start to get we get a little more sarcastic and a little more, you know, negative in our lives. Here, this little girl believes that she can and the power of prayer and things start happening in her hometown that people can't quite explain. So it's a wonderful family movie from Lionsgate rated G. How many rated G movies are out there nowadays? So I hope people check it out. And it's fourth week in theaters. So if you're in a fourth week in theaters, you're doing pretty well
0: at especially in this day and age. And you also yeah. have one, one Nation Under God, Miracles uh, in East Texas. Tell us uh, everything you're doing. Tell us a little bit about each.
2: Well, One Nation Under God is a, um, is a movie dealing with, it's a high school drama. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a teacher and I, I, I uh, have a after-school debate class. And I kind of trick the students into this because I believe that we should have one nation under God put back under our Pledge of Allegiance as a teacher. And so the teacher, the students get divided on the issue and they have a great debate about it. And it's very it's it's very um, entertaining and very educational, I believe. And the other one is called Miracle in East Texas, which is a movie I directed as well starred in, along with John Ratzenberger. People remember him from Cliff. And uh, Cheers sitcom. He was also the voice in every Pixar movie. And the amazing uh, Lou Gossett Jr. And uh, Tyler Maine as well. Tyler Maine is known to the wrestling crowd. He's a WWF guy, but he's also Sabretooth in all the X-Men movies. True story set in 1930 about two con men played by myself and Mr. Ratsenberger that would woo widows out of their money in fake oil wells. Um, and they accidentally strike oh, It was right in the heart of the depression. They actually strike oil in Kilgore, Texas ends up being the largest oil fund in the history of the world. So it, it, there's not, it's not a spoiler alert there because the title does say miracle in East Texas. So it's already there, but it's how it happens and how they get there and what happens to them during the process and their own lives of uh, being cheating scoundrels into being somebody going, wait a minute, what, well, maybe what we're doing, isn't the right thing. So it's, um, true story, wonderful written by Dan Gordon Academy award, um, uh, um, a writer he wrote the hurricane for denzel washington at 74 years old he's still the the he's the oldest active member on the israeli army he was born and raised in israel um, he wrote uh, highway to heaven um, a series he was 60 episodes writing on that one amazing writer amazing movie it'll be out in august miracle East texas
0: that sounds incredible. And you're talking about Israel and you are a Zionist and you are uh, somebody who does support the state. And oh, yeah. you actually made a movie there. you were talking about against the tide.
2: It's a documentary with John Lennox. For those who don't know John Lennox, he's a retired math professor from Oxford University. He's brilliant and holds like five doctorates and speaks six languages. And uh, in my movie, God's Not Dead, which is a very uh, popular movie. Um, the student that my my character torments for believing in God he quotes John Lennox a lot, so we decided why don 't we look at the life of john lennox so it 's semi autobiographical as well, and it really is he 's debated singer and Dawkins and Hitchens, all these real, you know world famous atheists, so we spent three three weeks in in Oxford, England, and two weeks in Israel, and the whole idea of this is really to prove God in a world of science and i 'm on camera with him I also narrate it, but it really is like my on camera with him really sets him up to say, OK, pretend I'm an atheist and this is what I say. How can you prove this? And this guy is amazing because he destroys people with love, kindness, facts, the Bible, humor. And he's got a Winnie the Pooh kind of voice. He's got a great little voice. Great. And but he's and it also serves as an amazing travel guide. Uh, through Oxford, England, and also through Israel, because, you know, I've got atheist friends and agnostic friends. We have great debates. We're still friends. But I say, okay, there's no atheist denies that Jesus actually was a man. He was a prophet. He was Jewish. He grew, he walked that land. Go just for the history of that land, because it's rich with history there. It's unbelievable. So um, to me, I tell people to go and do, I'm actually, pardon me, I'm head back there again, Uh, I'm going to be in Israel and Jordan in June for three weeks doing another documentary. They just unearthed what they now believe in an archaeological dig to be the oldest temple uh, ever, ever discovered.
0: That's incredible. And you'll have to come back to tell us because so many of our listeners are uh, very big Zionist and uh, have been to Israel, support Israel. So that's incredible. Uh, Tell us a little bit about. I know you're involved a little bit with uh, the Conflict Studios, which uh, is a group of actors who feel that they have been blacklisted from Hollywood or Uh, their views are And Tell us a little bit about that, because I know you're working with Antonio Sabato Jr. and several other major Hollywood names.
2: Yes, uh, Antonio's put together a wonderful script, a wonderful movie we hope to be filming in Texas this fall. It's called Trailblazers. Uh, a great uh, I love westerns I've shot four in my past as well I think there's such a blast to be on and uh is there is there a blacklist in Hollywood yes there is I mean I my manager and agent made a lot of money off me on Hercules and Andromeda my two series for 12 years and I became a little more vocal not in a negative way I would challenge people and say what do you mean by that if somebody said this or said that whether it was political religious wherever it may be and so pretty soon I got to a point with my manager and agent they said we can't uh we can't represent you anymore because of." Well, because you're conservative and you're Christian. And I was like, wow. And it's an industry that screams for tolerance all the time. I mean, they're always screaming for tolerance. But as you know, and I know, it's a a one-way street. And uh, it's unfortunate because I don't harbor that kind of hate and anger for people who have different point of view than I have. And uh, I think that's what made America great was the First Amendment. Um, But, you know, all my postings of uh, Facebook took me down recently as well. They banned my account completely. They wouldn't even let me get back on. Uh, and I don't think that uh, uh, the the great Oz Zuckerberg should have power over over the First Amendment more than the fir- more than our government does. So uh, I got a feeling it's going to come back to bite him in the butt pretty soon.
0: Well, it's pretty amazing that Elizabeth Warren even defended Donald Trump when he was uh, not giving back his Facebook page. So that yeah. that tells you exactly where we are with that. And you are busier than ever. I have to tell you, one of, my, one of my favorite movies of you is one of the Hallmark Christmas movies that you were in, playing Santa Claus.
2: I love that movie, The Santa Suit. I highly uh-huh. recommend it to people. It you know, is that so ended, cute. It ended up being one of Hallmark's most highest rated Christmas movies ever. It was such a wonderful pleasure to be on that movie, and I, I loved it. It's a modern-day sort of Grinch in a way. And uh, it's just a lovely movie. So I hope people will look for it during the next holiday season when it rolls around.
0: Well, they now have three channels. It plays all the time. So you're Santa for 12 oh my months. Gosh.
2: I had and no the, idea. You're the,
0: you're the man that keeps giving gifts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. That's good to hear. I like to hear that.
0: Where can our audience find out more about all the projects and everything you're doing? I mean, you are busier than ever and uh, always everything about you is so positive And like you said, so much is family oriented, educationally oriented with facts in a, in a very pleasant way.
2: Um, Well, for starters, I do have, um, I'm leaving for Northern California. I'm shooting a one hour drama there. It deals with a, uh, a sort of like troubled teens camp. It's got a great message in there because you know what's going on in our youth today. I mean, there's a lot of anger out there, a lot of hatred, a lot of, uh, you know, what am I doing in my life? And you see it being played out in our violence in our streets. So we're hoping this uh, has a positive message for kids out there. I'm going to be directing the next Left Behind movie and starring in that as well. We started filming that in uh, July and August in Louisiana. And I have uh, the Reagan movie. I'm playing Ronald Reagan's pastor. Dennis Quaid is playing President Reagan. So I got a busy summer coming up for sure. But people can find me at kevinsorbo.net kevinsorbo.net great place to go you can get autographed copies i have two books out there true strength and true faith we just came out this year and uh, sorbo family film i know it's kind of long we're trying we're going to shorten it sorbo and uh, you can leave your email and all that we we'll keep you up to date and all the information and uh, uh, we have donations there for nonprofits on there as well for people to check out if it's something that you know stirs their fancy but i hope people will check those areas out
0: well Kevin Sobo, thank you so much for joining us. No After that, you mentioned kids. What was? What did your three children feel when they were busy taking pictures with Donald Trump?
2: They loved it. My little girl was like beside herself. She was as giddy as could be. They had. It was. So, they were so excited to even get invited to the place. I mean that uh, you know because I think because I was my wife and I were one of the one of the honorees. Uh, they said we got a table for you know an X amount of your friends if you want to bring them. I looked straight to my kids and they went, yeah, Are you kidding me? So uh, they were pretty excited. And I actually got to golf with uh, uh, President 45 the next day. So uh, I think I sent you one of those pictures maybe. I'm going to
0: share everything. We're (laughs) going to share all your information. You're always welcome back. We love having you. I have a feeling we're going to do a lot together in the future to help uh, bring back our country. Right now, we're not in pretty good shape. I was just talking about even the price of eggs and meat and milk. Just going to the gas station. I mean – this is a nonpartisan issue that everybody is affected by. Oh, my we're God. Help yeah. to fix.
2: Well, every time they say they're going to fix the world, they don't. And pe- we're not going to people wake up to the fact that they're, they're a party of destruction, a party of misery. And it's just it's incredibly sad to me, though, the, the Democrat Party of old. I grew up in that in Minnesota. My parents are Hubert Humphrey, Walter Mondale Democrats. JFK would be a, be a conservative today. All you have to do is listen to his 1960 inauguration speech. Right. There's right. nothing in there the way Democrats talk today. So it's 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 sad to see the slide. And we have
0: Democrats coming. on our show. I love, you know, we could talk about something besides politics. There's so many good sure. things we have in common. We are one America. Again, yep. Kevin, thank you so much for joining Cindy's Celebrity Corner.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks. Are you looking to update your home? Are you looking for new art? If you're like me, you took advantage of being home during covid and remodeling and updating the looks on the walls in your home i am telling you don't look further go to katya levanovich's website and find many examples of her award-winning designs that are featured in many of today's homes welcome back to cindy's celebrity corner i am here with one of my favorite designers who I have been very lucky enough to attend one of his New York Fashion Week events because they really are events. And he is known as one of the first and uh, most respected pet couturiers as well as an award-winning women's fashion designer anthony rubio thank you so much for joining us on cindy's celebrity corner we've been trying to get this going for a couple of months but you've been busier than
3: ever so thanks thank you for having me And and hi everyone
0: so anthony when lisa vanderpump started with dogs on the uh, reality shows, everybody said there was somebody way before her in regards to being a advocate for pets, adoptions, caring of pets, and of course, making pets look their absolute best. Tell us a little bit how you got started as being the number one pet couturier around the world.
3: Well, first of all, um, I, I invented the term pet couturier. That's how far back it goes. (laughs) <laughs> so uh we're talking about 16 years approximately um I've been doing this and um it all started when I rescued a dog that um had problems when I first got him home that he would um shake and he would tremble as chihuahuas usually do but he was always nervous and he was shy but he it, we found out he was very badly abused when I rescued him um, and um, t- I, I had the idea of maybe something that would make him feel comfortable would be like something that hugs him or holds him. And so I decided to design a jacket for him, and it worked. You know, he was more comfortable when I would put him on, put it on him. He felt—I don't know—something happened. It, it, it like he was a little bit more um, firm and you know a little more um, positive in reactions to everything. Um, jump a few months later. Uh, Halloween was coming around, and there's a goof around with my friends, they were like, "Why don't you make him for Halloween?" So I said, "Why not? Sure." So I dressed him up as Elvis Presley, and I made him a diorama for him to come out in the big, the biggest um Halloween event that comes to New York at the time, especially was the Tompkins Square Big um Halloween Parade for Dogs, and we showed up, and everyone was amazed with him. He loved it, and um, he got a, a book cover from that. And uh, it just kept escalating from there. We would go to other events, and the the press would eat it up every time I showed up with him, dressed as Michael Jackson or as some doppelganger. Everyone was loving it and was asking, "Why don't I develop my own designs? You know, my own concepts?" Because they like the way I dressed. So that's when it started, and um, it gave me a platform. You know, it was a, it allowed me to express my thoughts on animal rescue and animal care, and I I, I said, "This is a pretty good." you know, cool. something that, you know, it's going to open doors, and so I spoke on it, and it started making the press again, getting around, and the dog's name was Bandit, so we named the clothing line Bandit Rubio Designs, and um, it took off, everybody was loving it, everybody was um, engaged, and it went on until the dog passed away, and that's when the person behind the scenes, who doesn't like to get photographed, ended up having to make a a change. We had to change the name to Anthony Rubio Designs. And uh, my people were like, well, you have no choice, like it or not, you have to get in front of the camera and you're gonna have to be the face of. And then my other two uh, Chihuahuas that I um, adopted, the twin brothers came into the picture and we called it Anthony Rubio Designs. Um, We were on vacation in Italy when I got a phone call from the people here at New York Fashion Week that it, asking me if I would be interested in bringing my, my designs to the runway. And I, at that time I was doing just the dogs. And I was like, you are aware that I do designs for dogs. They were like, well, there's the, that's the catch. Um, we would need you to design something for women's wear. So I happened to be in Milan at the time. And I said, well, why not? Um, I'll, I rented a machine. I got fabric. I whipped up two or three garments. I sent them the pictures and they were like, you're in. Just like that. I was like, People kill to get on in Fashion Week. I was like, people are competing in New York in, in Project Runway and all these television shows to get on Fashion Week. And just like that, I got the, the invitation. And um, it was because they wanted to be, they wanted to make history and have the first um, fashion show where dogs were models on the runways. And um, we made history. Uh, we did. We, we When we got back to New York, we put it all together. We were on the runways. Uh, we made lots of press, all the top publications, A Vogue, Harper's Bazaar. They all ate it up. And um, several years later, this was my last show was my 12th show and I'm going into my 13th show now. So it was that thing of once you get your foot in the door, you know, you don't want to leave. <laughs> and that was me. I was like, I'm here and I'm here to stay. So
0: you even showed during the COVID crisis both uh times and you did have one of the few shows that did comply with the New York state regulations to have a live event. Unfortunately, I could not make it, but you were kind enough to invite me. Uh but I also love the fact you said it. You dress the animals, the pets because it's more than an animal to us. They are our child, the family the children. Uh <laughs> that to match and you have you know what 's incredible you do daywear for pets and and women and even men because you you have the most unique talents for men the jackets and shirts, but you do evening wear i mean and, and i've seen your work not only you just mentioned a couple of the fashion magazines but of course you've been featured on Good Morning America and all the all the other uh talk shows, and many celebrities point your clothing out especially when they're photographed professionally with their pets so it's really amazing who are some of the celebrities you have worked with
3: well I've had I've had a lot of um people who prefer anonymity but right now I'm working with someone um that is um uh, the, the wife of a very famous producer in Hollywood just ordered uh, some pieces and she's going to be in my next show which I'll tell you about in a little bit But um, we have, we've been on uh, a few shows, I was invited by, um, you know, uh, uh, talk shows like uh, that New Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, uh, 2 Mm chains. we became friends after that and he had me on his show and I dressed his dog. And, um, you know, some of the the, the prominent people, until, like I said, they I, I do the deal. I'm like, okay, if you let me have your dog in the show, I won't promote it as your dog or your, you know, because they're very, and people don't realize that some of these celebrities are not about being using their, have anyone using their names to throw it around. So I respect that. But um, yeah, I do now. I do New York Fashion Week. I do L.A. Fashion Week. I was I gonna say, I you've been talking all over about the that. country. I'm I'm now preparing. You're in the Hamptons
0: this summer. You're doing a couple of big events
3: there. Probably yeah, because I I, I get invited, and it's like when I'm available. You know, I don't like to say no, and that's my problem. <laughs> I overbook myself because I, I'm afraid that if I say no, I'm not going to get invited back. So um I I I'm in, in the process now my new show coming up in June uh we're flying to LA now that the covid thing has relaxed the rules and it's safe and I've been vaccinated and I request that everyone that's involved in my show be vaccinated now that's a that's a prerequisite now models uh staff everybody but we also do testing and everything at the location but jumping back to what you were saying about um the covid situation when Uh, Other designers opted not to show. I thought, I said, we got to think outside the box. And I was watching what was going on in Europe. And I was um, listening to what was being said. And um, I had to follow rules. They had uh, rules here in New York. You can only have X amount of people at any location at any given time. They have to be tested, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We decided to use a photo studio for the first one. And we did a virtual show. And um, we shot it. We filmed it and then we were able to edit and do it, you know, because usually I hire a production company as most designers do to put the the show together. We had to do it ourselves. And this was a a big endeavor because I had never done that before. And the idea of having to choreograph, put the music together, pick up the lighting, you know, it was all being done by a small group of us, a small team of us. And we made it happen and it got uh, a lot of attention. And when this process, the problem kept lasting because remember that we we've been playing by by ear with this whole covid thing uh there was no rule book there was no no um
0: especially in new york
3: especially in New York, people are like doing whatever they want and, and the people were leaving. So um, we were like, okay, we got to just play it by ear. And every time they change a rule, we have to make the adaptations, you know, we have to uh, um, take on the rules and, and, and work with them because the last thing I wanted to do was to be, um, you know, arrested or, or fined or anything. I, you, you avoid bad publicity. So um, the, the, in the end, we ended up doing the last show in um, September, No, what was it, February was the second show. And we rented a whole building, which was incredible. Uh, Down 8th Street, we we got a whole building and um, we did this big show. And again, it got very well, um, you know, accepted, and and the the press took advantage because I I was like, well, look, they're saying we can invite up to 150 people. I did my math and I said I've got about 70 seats available. And instead of having people fight over the seats or or f- people feeling that they were insulted that I invited this one and not that, that one, I said let's fill it up with photographers and and um and see what happens. And sure enough, they came. Uh, we did the show. We allowed them to, to photograph the models anywhere they wanted in the building. And it was a, a wonderful surprise, you know. So it's that idea that you have to.
0: And you got a we, load of press on it. You really were oh, all over.
3: I, I didn't expect it to blow up like that. But you know what? If you nothing ventured, nothing gained. And, and we were just happy to be able to do a show because it's about staying relevant. You know, people forget quickly. When time passes, they'll be like, "Who was that?" or "What were they doing?" You know, I wanted to stay relevant, and um, we got international press. I was like, "Wow!" Even outside of the country, we were getting press for this little show that we did. So I can um, tell
0: you, you got whoever coordinated with you from your team, updated with phone calls. Are you coming? You sure you can't come? Are you vaccinated? So it wasn't like. You didn't worry about it. You, your team was so on top of it. We need an exact number. We, uh, are you bringing someone? We have to know. If you're not, you, you really followed it. But then again, you brought up something. A lot of designers now are looking to get into a cause or an event to promote themselves. You started with the cause before the fashion business came yep. in. So this is something passionate. And especially during covid we know that the trend was for many people, especially those living alone, adopted pets. Right. And suddenly pets became the rage of a hobby and a trend way before anything else. And I mean, you've been consistent. It's not just about the fashion. It's about supporting, uh, pet care, pet health, uh, getting along. I mean, you're talking to somebody really? we, who is we, a cat person, so we need, <laughs> we need the cat show one day.
3: Oh, here's a big surprise! My next show in California, we have a cat coming on, and I have created the most grand outfit you will ever see. Uh, you like? Wait until you see. I'm just. I'm not going to. So say So we more. have
0: three here you could have for the September show.
3: <laughs> one a, of them
0: is a real actor. My my followers know him very well.
3: We will keep you in in mind. Absolutely make notation. So, um, yeah, uh, we, I've been uh, affiliated with a lot of pet organizations, rescue organizations. And the one that's right now that um, there's an organization I work with for the last uh, four years that's not even about rescue. It's about um, helping the people. It's the Guide Dog Foundation. And the Guide Dog Foundation, which has been about, around for 75 years, I've been doing shows and raising money for them. We've raised millions right now as far as con- I'm concerned with um, various organizations around the country. So when an organization taps me to help them raise uh, uh, money by either doing a show, making a presentation, making an appearance, I'm there. And um, this is something that that I've always enjoyed. And here's something else that that I do: I bring in rescues to the runway. So um, in the last show, we had a dog that was a, a dog living in the streets of um, Puerto Rico. They call them sato's. And that dog made the cover of a a doggy magazine and I saw the picture and I got in contact with them and I said, I want them in my show. And sure enough, the dog came and smiling and everything, paraded down the runway and had a wonderful time. And um, I have brought in um, senior dogs because that's another focus right now. People don't want to adopt the seniors. So I put in senior dogs. I had a blind chihuahua that's almost 20 years old um, and she's been in three of my shows. And um, we bring in, of course, some of the um, Instagram famous dogs, because I extend the invitation to my clients that, you know, if you'd like your dog in my show, you have an open invitation. And so there's no shortage of models. And um, there's always a lot of joy. And the other thing is that the human models that I bring in the show um, are grueled because um, I I have to ask them, I have to make sure that they're humanitarians, that they are people who love animals. And that they're going to be gentle, that this is not going to be something about that the dog is an accessory. Because I have to be very, very specific about that. Listen, my dogs are models. They're not accessories. They're not handbags. They're not put there to make the models look good. If it's, if, if anything, it's the other way around. And I put the focus on the animals that are on the runways. So um, the dogs are models. And they're treated as such. They're treated very well. And they're well-behaved. Um, I have, I go through applications and I check to see about how their behavior, that there's not going to be any problems. And a lot of them are also, um, emotional support dogs or support dogs of some level. And I've even brought in guide dogs from the Guide Dog Foundation as well.
0: Wow. I, I was going to say, I know that you've done that. Mm-hmm. Anthony, my audience wants to know a little bit about your background. Where are you from?
3: Um, I'm from here in New York. I was born and raised in New York and, um, not from a well-to-do family, but um, from, you know, from a, a pretty much broken home. You know, my mom and pop just, um divorced when I was a kid and there were three of us. My mother raised us alone. But just to show you what a hero, because Mother's Day just passed and, you know, God rest her soul, my mother, my beloved mother, I lost her a few years ago, but um, she was a fashion plate and she was my, my inspiration. And uh, I went through the whole period of uh, at any fashion, you can imagine she was wearing them, and I was in awe, and we used to sit down and watch movies, which is the second form of inspiration and um, She worked hard, she came from Puerto Rico, hardly speaking any English, and she made herself she educated herself, she went to college, she worked at the same time and supported us and um, she became an English teacher, <laughs> believe it or not so um the thing about it is that when you have good inspirations and you 've got good backing, things happen, good things happen. That's and, very um,
0: important. And that's sort know. of like parenting a pet, what you just said. Good parent, good role model. Yes. Um, yes. Very, very important.
3: Right. Uh,
0: where can my audience find you? Buy the clothes, buy the accessories for the pets?
3: Well, I'm, you could always find anything and everything of mine on com, And I'm all over the Internet. Google my name, and it'll take you to everything and anything happening. If you want to see my past shows, they're all on um um uh, what's this the uh, i'm trying i'm having a brain moment um, they're on youtube the, the youtube the, there you go i have to remember so many names and, and also
0: you know, on your website i know everybody could hit the links once the links you go look, look for everything you
3: everything is there instagram and, right and in a couple of weeks on june 11th through the 13th i'm i'm um, appearing at something called Hollywood camp holly Wolf. Uh, anyone interested who wants to see that and want to bring their pets, it's a glamp- they're glamping. So it's cabins, and it's out in Connecticut. It's wonderful. That and sounds all the like money fun. charity. Oh, they, they called me up, and I was like, oh, yeah. And then it's like three days before I leave to California, where I'm doing the next virtual show. But um, that'll be in the works. And then September, we're doing the live thing. And we're bringing the, oh yes, back. I
0: have to tell yes. you, New York Fashion Week from what I'm working on already. Cause before I was on the radio, I've been doing a lot with f- fashion designers. We are already, it's going to be bigger and better than ever. It's oh, going to yeah. be harder to get into yes. and it's going to be the must see. Not to mention that the Met Gala is going to be taking place during yes. that. Yes. So. It's going to be wonderful, and we're going to celebrate and party together at it. That absolutely,
3: is- absolutely. I'll, be, I'll have you at my part at my show, and we'll have an after party, and you're going to be there for sure.
0: So we'll be in touch beforehand, Anthony Rubio. I will share the website information where people can reach out to you because, of course, this is the first time my pet's not involved in the interview. He's sleeping, but right next oh, to mind, me. My boy's sleeping. On, <laughs> usually, mine comes right on into the interview, meows a little bit. Because he's not my pet, he's my uh, other child. And uh, I can't wait to uh, see you in person. And again, I want to share, thank you so much. I know how busy you've been. I know how hard it was to schedule this because you've been all over. But Cindy Celebrity Corner welcomes you back anytime.
3: Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. And uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in. And, um, you know, I send my love out to everyone. And please be safe. And be careful. It's not 100% yet, but we're getting there.
0: We're getting there and our pets are with us. Yes. With good fashion. Yes. Coming up, we're going to have another special guest who is going to be announcing a big exclusive for our guest. So stay tuned. Are you looking to update your branding and your business? Double G Designs works remotely with all businesses to create logos for stationery, business cards, social media posts, banners and posters, and all your needs for brand development. Gina Gelato has years of experience offering affordable logos to manufacturers, brand ambassadors, and party planners. She can be reached through her Instagram account and through her website, www. GinaGelato.com. thats www.ginagelato.com dot com. I use her for my business and I can tell you I have gotten many compliments on my logo branding. That's Gina Gelato, Double G Designs.com. Welcome back to Cindy Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. I promised you a very special guest with a very exclusive announcement and I'm not going to let you down. Uh, our next guest is actor Steven Tobolowski. You know him from movies. You know him from the Goldbergs. You know him from theater. And this is his first interview via Zoom radio. Uh, through podcast about a good day at Auschwitz, which is something that you can actually listen to and uh, get throughout the world. We're going to talk about that. So, welcome to the show.
4: Well, thank you for having me. I- I'm thrilled to be in New York just virtually, just happy to be here.
0: Well, we're happy to have you. And, uh, again, like I said, the, the list is endless. Groundhog Day and the Goldbergs. Tell us what it was like. I mean, you just lost George Siegel. What, what was that like?
4: Oh, George Siegel. Let me, you know, I had a great moment with George. I had the moment that we all wish we had with people in our lives that matter to us. Uh, I didn't have, I've been on the Goldbergs for what, like six years? Something like that. Six, seven years, something like that. Never had a scene with George Siegel. Never. But a couple of years ago during a graduation show, they put, George and I were sitting together in our little actor chairs. And he says, you know, I've never gotten to talk to you. And I said, George, I just want to say this one thing. When we were all students growing up in drama school, we didn't want to be Brando. We didn't want to be Charlton Heston. We wanted to be George Siegel. And he starts laughing, goes, George, why do you want to be me? I said, because George. You were the one guy who could do everything. You could be in comedies, dramas, good guys, bad guys. You could be the handsome right. leading man. You could be the goofball. We wanted to do it all. And that was you. And this is the story he told me. He said, "Stephen, I will tell you the story of how I got into acting. I was 10 years old. Now, some of your audience may remember. I don't, I don't know if you're old enough to remember this. Art Letters house party. Do you remember do. that show? I
0: know. I'm older Uh-oh. than you think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot older than you
4: think. Well, you may remember on that show they had this uh little segment uh Kids Say the Darndest Things. Mm-hmm. George Siegel, when he was ten years old, was picked to be one of the kids to say one of the darndest things. And Art Linkletter this is George's story to me. Uh Art Linkers Art Linkletter said we're going to ask you a question, and then you just think about it for a little bit and say the answer, and then the audience is going to laugh, and you just sit there. And George was going, but I, I don't know what the question is. I don't know what does an Art link letter who was a very kindly, grandfatherly, avuncular man, said, don't worry about it, George. Just sign the release. So George and his parents signed the release, and 20 comedy writers come into the room. And they start writing questions that Art Linkletter is going to ask and answers that little George is going to give. So the whole thing was phony. So they give George the question and he memorizes the answer that the comedy writers gave him. And George said, at that moment, I knew I wanted to be an actor because all you have to do is pretend you're thinking and pretend it's real. Uh. It was a great moment I had with George, and I'm so sad. We lost him this year, but, you know, it's been a difficult year. Chalk it up to one of the horrors of the year.
0: Tell us about the project that uh, you came on to discuss that uh, many of our listeners uh, know so much about, unfortunately, because they are either Mm -hmm. survivors or children of survivors or no survivors. So tell us a little bit about how you got to a good day at Auschwitz.
4: Yeah, good day at Auschwitz, um, is a story that happened when I began, when I lost my mother, uh, and I decided because I'm an actor and constantly unemployed, I would try to honor her with the 11 months of, of going in and saying the Kaddish for her m- morning and evening, 11 months. And in this period of time, an old man in his 80s walked up to me, and he introduced himself to me and he said, "Um, you're here for your mother, aren't you? And I said, how did you know? He said, it's the way you said the prayer. I could tell it was not for a wife and not for a child. He says, my name is Abe, wanna get breakfast sometime. And so I meet this guy Abe, Sarna, and a good day at Auschwitz, is a story of my relationship with him eating breakfast, saying the Kaddish for the 11 months and our friendship that grew over that. And I found out that Abe was a survivor of Auschwitz. But it is the most incredible story you've ever heard because he fell in love at Auschwitz.
1: Wow!
4: He fell in love at Auschwitz. The the whole story is mind-blowing. His survival and Abe's Abe is the most optimistic, ebullying spirit. He is sunshine. And to think of the horrors he went through and he was able to keep that optimism. So a good day at Auschwitz. I remember I wrote it. It was in my book, uh, My Adventures with God, which was published with Simon and Schuster. And I did stories up at the yeshiva up in North Manhattan uh, from Adventures with God. And my wife was hearing the story and she's go Steven, you know, that's a play and you need to call Alvin Mendel, who's a great, great American actor. She said he is the only man who could play Abe. And so we wrote this play and Los Angeles Theater Works has recorded it and I believe it's being re- released June 2nd.
0: Well, that's what I was going to share and it's available anywhere around the world, anytime. And we will share it through Cindy's Celebrity Corner so everybody has the information. Wonderful. I have to say, you said you're unemployed. That's not true. I, I think you've probably been in, what, a couple hundred movies?
4: <laughs> a couple hundred movies. And, and the secret, well, the secret of, of my success is bald and glasses. Now, see, I thought when I was a young man, I wanted to be Hamlet and all these leading men, and I began losing my hair at the age of 24, and I was uh, suicidal. I hated it. I thought this was the end of me. But being bald, And having glasses has become my brand. You know, you never know what the blessings are when they're dealt to you.
0: And you've also been in One Day at a Time?
4: Yes. One Day at a Time, uh, Silicon Valley, uh, oh gosh, so many movies. Groundhog Day, Sneakers, oh, so many movies. Oh my gosh. I I can't even, I can't even think of them all. It's terrifying.
0: No, it's not. It's it's wonderful in Hollywood.
4: <laughs> well, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I'm lucky that way, and and I'm. And you lucky have a
0: Hollywood marriage, and that's been going on a long time.
4: My my wife, when we got married, she was, I would say, an Episcopal Baptist witch. I'm not really sure what her ethnic, uh, what her, you know, kind of code of of morality was, but when my mother passed away. At the same time when I'm going into here, Anne was with me, and she said afterwards, she went to evening classes for a while, and I didn't know what they were for, and she goes, Stephen, I'm converting to Judaism today, and I'm allowed to t- bring f- three witnesses. Will you be a witness? And I was like, what? You're doing what? And so we go up, and she goes into the uh, mit- mikveh, and I am like and I said, why Why did you do this? Why didn't you tell me what you were doing? And she says, because, first of all, I'm doing it because of your mother. It's the way she lived and the way she loved. And I wanted to be a part of that. And I didn't want you to know anything about it, not to be a surprise, but I, didn't, I want this to be my decision and not yours. And the coda to this story is the old joke, never marry a shiksa. Never marry a Shiksa because I gotta tell you. After she became Jewish, holy mackerel, she is so strict. about <laughs> She is so strict about everything. That was the end of shrimp and calamari, and that was the end kosher. And here we go. And all righty, you know. So now, Anne keeps me in line. You know, I can see the
0: books in your background.
4: That was uh, when I broke my neck. I broke my neck riding a horse on the side of an active volcano in Iceland. Oh, wow. You can't, you can't make that up. 2008. That's next play. yeah that's next And, you know, there's nothing you can do really with a broken neck but kind of sit. And my whole life, I thought, I'm going to read the Talmud. That's something I want to do. Well, now I had all the time in the world. And so now I was forced to see if I'm going to keep my promise. So I got one book of the Talmud. And I said, I'm going to start reading this book and just see, I'm not gonna get the whole set. I'm just gonna see what we did. And I start reading for a couple of weeks because I was in this neck brace for about four months. I start reading for a couple of weeks. I can't make heads or tails of what I'm reading. And then I come onto a a section of the Talmud that was my life. It was called the afflictions of love. And it said in the Talmud that sometimes when we have an injury, a loss, a misfortune. It is not a curse, but a blessing for God to give us the ability to see more deeply into our spiritual world. And I'm I'm going like, oh my goodness, what happens if I'm carrying my affliction with me on my neck, you know, now I'm carrying my affliction with me every day, this is magnificent. And suddenly I had that attitude Abe had the whole time at Auschwitz. Yet, you know, like the affliction was around his neck and he grew. And so I chose that moment to kind of grow. And so these are various Talmuds I've read <laughs> since then. I still haven't read the whole 71 and, volumes, but I'm on my way. I'm on my way.
0: So th- that's incredible. And you grew up in Dallas.
4: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, boy. It nice was a Jewish we, neighborhood. Oh, yeah, you know it. So we grew up in Oak Cliff, and this is not in a, We had three Jewish families in Oak Cliff. There were more, and I we use this word too frequently, but we had more Nazis in Oak Cliff. And I mean the guys who were card-carrying Nazis. I don't mean just people you want to say bad things about. Like on my elementary school football, uh, b- basketball team, so it's a smaller group of people, our team went over to his house for, uh, sandwiches and milk after we lost one of our games, many games that we lost. He, he played the guard in, in the living room. He had a bust of Adolf Hitler. He had German flags on either side. They had stormtrooper magazine laid out on the f- fireplace. And, and on one side, I thought, Oh my gosh, this is pretty disturbing. But on the other hand, they are pretty, you know, there's something kind of, freeing of the fact that they didn't feel the need to clean up after a bund rally in their living room. You, you know, it's it's like crazy where we grew up. So my mother and father, that's one reason we were not terribly observant in Oak Cliff, because they didn't want us to become the targets of, you know, anti-Semitism, natural.
0: And look where it's on you today. We're going to be, uh, like I said, June 2nd, we're going to be sharing a good day at Oxford. So you Always welcome. Where can my um where can my uh audience find you?
4: Uh they can find me personally. Uh, I'm on Facebook, uh Stephen Toboloski at Facebook.com. I'm on Twitter at Toboloski, where uh Los Angeles Theaterworks L A T W uh dot org. This is where uh Good Day at Auschwitz is going to end up being. Los Angeles Theaterworks dot org. Uh, digital sla- uh dash season, but uh, be looking for good day at Auschwitz. Uh, I'm sure it'll pop up on the internet somewhere and you'll be able to hear it.
0: Thank you so much for joining us and uh, we will be sharing all the information such a joy, great stories and we thank to you. you back thank you love
4: to you thank you bye bye
0: bye bye. Welcome back to Cindy Celebrity Corner. In my personal corner, I want to follow up something we discussed with a past guest, Tanya Zuckerberg, founder of F-Factor. We now have the vegan kosher protein powder that you can get through her website, and that is my recommendation for the week. It is really delicious, healthy, and filling. Again, F-Factor vegan protein powder. How many times have you asked yourself, where can I find the perfect white wine or a perfect rosé? Look no further than the Royal Wines Corporation, international distributors of kosher wines, and you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy them. Royal Wines is a distributor of the worldwide bestseller Bartanova Moscato. And with nine generations of winemaking under their belt, the Herzog family presents Lineage, a line of high-quality wines grown under the sunshine of California. From Paso Robles to Clarksburg to the Lake County, the Herzog lineage, wines carry the uncompromising standards that are the pride of the Herzog family. From semi-dry rosé to crisp Sauvignon Blanc, from delicate Pinot Noir, to the elegant Cabernet Sauvignon. Herzog Lineage wines are the benchmark of quality kosher California wine. On the Royal Wines website, there is a wine in every price range. You can find out more on the wines by going to their website, www.royalwis.com nes.com that's www.royalwines.com welcome back to cindy celebrity corner i am your host cindy gross and just like that the hour flew by i promised you great guest great conversation and lots of information to think about i hope you enjoyed the show please let me know what you think you can reach out to me through my website, Cindy's Corners, and email me through there. Or you can reach me and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Never miss an episode. Download it on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Jewish Podcast, and you can also listen to us through the talk line radio networks. Thank you for joining Cindy Celebrity Corner, where all our angles and points meet and where you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy the Celebrity Corner. Thank you and have a good night.